When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome here to another edition of Every Rocky Ever, a Colorado Rockies podcast celebrating the history of the team and the players that have made it possible over these past 30 years. I'm your host, Skylar Timmons, joined always by my brother, Dustin, wearing his Albuquerque Mariachis hat, as always. And we have a very special guest today, our very first former Rocky, who is literally part of every Rocky ever, (laughs) in one Brandon Barnes, spending three years with the team from 2014 to 2016, roaming the outfield, making all the plays, hitting home runs, everything in between. Uh, Brandon, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us. We're happy to have you. No, man, I'm stoked to be on with you guys, man. You guys showed me some love over those three years, so I'm just stoked to be here and, and chat about Rockies baseball, man. <laughs> so I guess the first thing we wanted to ask is just kind of give us a, a lowdown of you know, your history with baseball, you know, getting into the sport and, and ultimately getting drafted by the Astros there. Yeah, I mean, it started at a, a very young age. I think I was was three when I first picked up a bat and ball. Um, my grandfather, my my dad – um, big parts of that, uh, you know, my grandfather, I would say, you know, my parents were always working, uh, to support, you know, me and my sister. So my grandfather took that role of like, I'm going to teach you how to play the game, how to play it right, play it with, uh, almost a football mentality where I'm going to run through every wall and dive for every ball I possibly could and, and just play, um, the game hard. He, uh, he loved the old school mentality, the Pete Rose style of the game and, uh, I just always loved that way, and um, it was something that I felt deep down inside me that that's the way I needed to play. Um, mm-hmm. And so from there, it just, uh, you know, little league, a tra- uh, little bit of travel ball. You know, travel ball wasn't big when I was uh, growing up, and then went to high school, uh, played sophomore in my junior year on varsity and ended up quitting baseball my senior year. Um, I had a scholarship to UCLA to play football, so – I decided, you know, I got to get to college somehow, and football was kind of it at that time. And some things fell through, and I ended up walking on at uh, Cypress College. And 
getting drafted by the Astros in the sixth round. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember. How did that history of playing football kind of help you in your baseball career? Because I remember reading some articles about that men- football mentality you would bring to the Rockies and on the field in general. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of energy, um, lots of it was more of a mindset, I would say, of like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to to win that day. And I'm going to go to battle every single like I, I took it as like I'm going to war every single day, just like you do on the gridiron. Like I'm going out there on that on that diamond and I'm I'm going to war like I'm trying to win. I don't care if my buddy's on the other side. Like I'm going to beat you up that day. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to, you spend that time in the Astros organization and part we wanted to get to is obviously talking about your time with the Rockies. It was kind of a, a notable trade for the Rockies and kind of this transitionary period for them where they send Dexter Fowler over to the Astros for you and, and Jordan Lyles come over to the Rockies. What was that like your feeling and reaction when you, know, you get that news that you've been traded to the Colorado Rockies for Dexter Fowler? Yeah, that was uh it was a crazy day. Cause you know, at the, at the end of that season, they sat me down and they're like, Hey, look, you're going to be a big part of this team moving forward, whether it's a starter or a role player, you know, people here like you, they want you to be around for a long time. And so I was like, great, like, sweet. You know, I'm, I'm going to be here for a while. And, you know, me and my wife were on a plane to Miami going to a professional athletes outreach uh, conference. And I got off the plane and, and turned my phone on and I had like, three text messages from the GM, a missed phone call and a voicemail. So I, you know, before I even exited the plane, I called him and just sat in my seat and, you know, it was pretty brief. It was, uh, Hey, Brandon, we want to thank you for everything you've done. Uh, you've been a big part of this, this, uh, team moving forward and the transition of like rebuilding. And, uh, we wish you the best of luck. You've been traded to Colorado, you and Jordan Lyles, um, and the Rockies will be in touch with you. And that was it. Um, you know, after spending eight, eight years with the team, you know, it's, it's a shock. You know, I, I grew up there. I became a man there, but I knew that I was going somewhere where someone really liked me. Cause when you get traded, I mean, they're trading you for a reason. Um, and then when it come to find out it was for Dexter Fowler, I was like, oh man, I don't know how the Rockies fans are going to feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I know initially, uh, Dustin Kimbets people were kind of questioning the move just because they love Dexter, you know, he's been that staple, but I think those concerns kind of quickly went away as they got to see you in in a Rockies uniform. You're rocking the awesome classic black vest behind you on the wall, uh, which we severely miss those jerseys. I love those black vests, but I, I think you quickly won Rockies fans over. Wouldn't you say Dustin? Oh yeah, for sure. Because Dexter was a, he was a huge guy in the outfield, his diving catch on the no hitter with Ubaldo and kind of get Rockies fans didn't know Brandon Barnes, uh, you know, the hit for the cycle, the inside the park home run abilities. And he came and made an instant impact of, you know, that, that personality of a guy that showed up to work every day. Like you said, that football mentality, I'm here to grind and do the best that I can in whatever, because there was a loaded outfield yeah. when you arrived in Denver. And so seeing you, it was an instant. I think the way that you played ball, Rockies fans took our hearts and were like, this is, this is a guy that we want. He's exciting to watch when he's playing. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, 
coming over to especially a, a, a city that really didn't get to see me play because um, we weren't in the same division. But, you know, I just I wanted to go out there and and just do it for the city. Like I, I played when I played the game, I played for the city because I understood like my paycheck was being paid by the fans in the seats by the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that'd be, um, you know, I'd be, I feel like I'd be doing the city a disservice if I just went out there and just kind of went about my business and just played the game instead of like giving my heart and soul, you know, to my team, to the city, to the Rockies. And, and that's just how I went about it. And it was, uh, it was awesome. And I loved every single moment of it. <laughs> so when you first played your first game at Coors Field, uh, we hear this all the time about the outfield. What was your kind of first impression just playing at Coors Field itself, the outfield, the ground you'd have to cover, just being in that ballpark? Yeah, I, I freaking love that ballpark, man. I, I love how <laughs> big the outfield is. Um, you know, I played there with the Astros one time, one series before, and playing center field, I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, I can go get it. Like, I have a chance to run and just, like, keep going. Where most parks, like, you, you'll run into the fence. Like, it's a little bit more tight and compact but you know Coors Field you can you can really run into the gaps and go get it um and then just you know the big thing was getting getting used to the altitude getting used to like sucking wind real quick um my my first hit was a triple at home and I mean I got to third and I was just like I I felt like I was a puke man I had to get that oxygen tank on just start sucking some in but uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love the field. It's probably one of my more favorite places to play. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful. The the grounds crew there is probably one of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and fans, we always love going there. I know Dustin, he's a little closer to Coors Field these days than I am, uh, but it's always fun to, to head out there. You know, as fans, it's just a beautiful ballpark and can't imagine what it'd be like to just even play out there on the grass on the field, step into the box. It sounds like a dream come true. <laughs> oh, for sure. No doubt. I was just out there the last two weeks, um, you know, on and off and just being out on the field again and, and touching the grass and, and seeing the fans. It's, you know, brought back a lot of cool memories and, and stuff that I'll, I'll truly cherish uh, till the end of time. Mm-hmm. So speaking of all that, what was it just, the feeling of prepping, prepping to be in a game. Now take us through that mindset of prepping to play a big league game because Noah's fans, Dustin played in college and uh, I got, <laughs> didn't get past high school, but what's that preparation like for a big league game? You know, especially with the Rockies. Yeah. For me, it always started the night before. Like if I knew I was going to be in the lineup, um, it was usually going to be, you know, Kershaw or Bumgarner or, or one of those lefties in that, in that division. Um, so I would, I would start the night before I would, uh, after I put the kids to bed, we'd, I'd sit there and I'd, I'd go over my last at bats against, you know, if it was Bumgarner, I'd see how he pitched me the last time I went out. You know, if, if he, you know, struck me out a couple times, maybe that's the plan he's going to go with. So I, I kind of built my plan the night before. Um, I was one of the, usually the first guys to show up to the field. It just, I, I loved being there. I loved being at the park and, just getting my day right. Uh, you know, I'd go in, get a lift in early. So I, I kind of warm my body up, uh, you know, working out's still a big part of my life. So I, it was just something that just kept me going and, and got my day right. And I'd go, I'd have lunch, I'd go in the training room, you know, 
worked on whatever I needed to work on. And then I go back um, to the film room in the back and just start to prepare my day mentally, watching some film, watching my swing, making sure it's all right before I head into the cage and do my T work or my soft toss, drill, my soft toss drills. And then uh, it's, it's just pretty much go out, you know, get some outfield work in, uh, a little bit of hitting pregame, and then go back in and take a shower, get ready, and uh, maybe jump in the hot tub just to really get my body warm. And then uh, right before game time, I'd slug a Red Bull just so I made sure I had that energy for the city. <laughs> there you go. I don't think those were Dustin's preparations in college. <laughs> well, maybe they should have been. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's an all day grind, man. It's uh it's something you prepare for all day. You know, it's you're you're playing at the highest level where there's some guys that should be playing a level above, right? And uh, you got to make sure if, if you're not the best player on that field, and you know, by no means I was the best player on the field ever, but I was gonna prepare like I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think it's that mentality that really endeared you to a lot of Rockies fans. And I remember when I when I posted about you on Twitter on our Twitter account for a, or whatever it's called now, we'll still call it Twitter. Uh, <laughs> X. <laughs> yeah. X. Uh, but we, when I posted that, just the outpouring of fans that just like the post and just continue to mention how much they appreciated you on the field and how much they missed you and like you're, that you're a stud and all this stuff. It was kind of cool to see because even uh, just a brief stint with the Rockies in those three years, you, know, you you endeared yourself as one of those guys. Like you said, you weren't the the huge name. You weren't the Nolan Arenados and everything, but you went out there and brought that energy, which you know, endeared you to a lot of people, I think. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's all I wanted, honestly. Like, you know, going back and, and getting to see some of the old fans, um, you know, the season ticket holders, even some people that, you know, worked concessions that remembered me and I remembered them. You know, for them to come up to me and say, hey, look, we just appreciated the way you played and what you did for the city while you were on the field, um, the way you treated people off the field. Like, that's what I wanted to be. You know, baseball to me, it wasn't who I am. It's uh, it's what I did. And I just wanted to make a mark, right? Like whether it was on the field or if it was off, you know, I just wanted to make a positive impact in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon, that was something that I always think of is baseball players of baseball and you you were one of those guys that I know when when Jason Mott had the the strike the K to cancer type of stuff you were one of those guys always repping that shirt yeah and seeing you know baseball is this big in the grand scheme of things uh you know like you said you got kids to put to bed before start prepping you know knowing that seeing that side of baseball players that that's that's what makes them is is the the family the family man what they do for the community yeah. and and you showed that and lived that even the stuff you're doing post baseball career and for me as as a dad I, I'm a high school Spanish teacher now and coach you know soccer and baseball and stuff uh, teaching young men there's more to it being you know, who, who you are outside of baseball. You could be the, the, the elite athlete treat people like garbage, but you've got other examples such as yourself that this guy shows that he cares about people outside of baseball 
you know, and, and it radiates. And I think that was another factor, especially for me, like this guy, like he's, he looks like a cool dude, tatted up, smile on his face, like he wants to be there. And it's, I'm here for you guys. And that's, that's what's awesome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, man, it's, you know, it's something when I had my kids, like, I always remembered, you know, one day they're going to watch me play, whether in person or, you know, we, we watch an old game, like, they're going to see how I played the game. And I, I want to be that that influence to my kids that know that, like, if you go work as hard as you possibly can, and you're a good person, and you treat people right, like, good things will happen to you. Like, you know, I, there's no way I should have played in the big leagues for six and a half years, right? Like, no chance. I wasn't that good. Right. But I had the mindset of I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get a hundred percent every single day with a positive attitude. Even when like things went wrong, um, you know, I got sent down, came back up. Like I, I wasn't going to let that affect me um, because I knew that someone that day was paying to watch me play. And so why am I just going to go half ass when someone's paying good money to come see me play? Like I wanted to leave mm-hmm. it in. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's the perfect mentality. I think. And uh, you had that good, you still had a good solid career, you know, and you made it to the big leagues. We talk about it here on this show, looking back on guys that even if they had just the one game, the one at bat, they accomplished that ultimate goal of being a big leaguer, which is really speaks volumes. And then to take it further with the approach that you're talking about, no, it means a lot. It's significant. Absolutely, man. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. You look back. I still look back every once in a while. Like, I got to 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 live out my dream for for 16 years. Like, whether I made the big leagues or not, like I got to play baseball for 16 years. Like, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people don't get that chance. And and for you to enjoy it as much as you know you didn't, as we we talk with you here, is really really cool. Uh, and and speaking of just favorite moments and everything, that's what kind of want to. As we transition here in the conversation, so what are some of those favorite moments or memories, whatever it could be, about your career in Colorado? Oh man, there's there's a few of them. You know, obviously, uh, you know, my first home run in uh, what was that 2014 was a inside the park home run, um, mm-hmm. pretty cool. And then just to turn around ten days later and, and go to I think it was AT and T Park at the time against the Giants and, and hit a game winning. Uh, in the top of the ninth and inside the park homer off Sergio Romo. Like to me, that was probably one of the cooler moments of my career as a Rocky. Like I was fired up, dude. Like <laughs> I came in, slid at home. And, like I was, I don't even know if I was cussing, just screaming, like hands up, like, ah, oh, like I was just so stoked. And I mean, I didn't like the giants either. I, you know, California kid, the giants weren't it. The Dodgers aren't it. Like I was so stoked to be in that division. Cause I got to play against the teams that I, despised as a kid right? so, um those two moments were probably at the top um in a in a weird way it was my teammates man getting to play with you know future hall of famers 
um, all-stars. I mean, I think our whole infield at that point had been an all-star. Um, you know, you got Nolan over there with like 15 gold gloves already. Um, you had Tulo, you had DJ, you had um, Morneau and Kadir at first. Uh, we had Charlie Blackman, Corey Dickerson, Drew Stubbs, Carlos Gonzalez. I mean, we ended up having Gerardo Parra, like, I mean, the guys I was playing with were, were unreal. Like, how how cool was it to go from a team that was a rebuilding team to a team full of studs? Like, guys you watched growing up or just played against. Like, that was, for me, was a really cool moment. And uh, to feel like I belonged there was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love about the, the inside the park home runs. I don't know if you knew, you were the first Rocky to ever have two inside the park home runs in a single season. Yeah. let alone in the same month. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Chuck and Charlie Blackman ended up joining you in that club a few years later, but the level of guys that, yeah, you, you got to play with had to be really something cool. You know, like you're mentioning who, what was it like playing with some of these guys? Like we, we see them on the field, but what was it like to just be around them? Man, I, I learned so much that year compared to the the previous eight years I played pro ball. Um, just the the knowledge on that team was insane, right? Like, gosh, even, you know, we have Vinny Castilla, who's in our clubhouse every day, just talking, hitting to us, um, you know, being able to pick the brain. Like, Cargo was probably my best friend on the team. Um, my locker was right next to his. And we still talk to this day. Like, he was a big impact in my career. Like, he was just like, dude, you're way more talented than you think. Um, just give it time. Keep playing the way you do. It was almost, it was, it was constant, like re um, like them telling me that I could, I could be here and I deserve to be here and I could be an everyday guy if, if I just applied myself. And, you know, that's not the way my, my career ended up, but dude, the, the knowledge, it was just like nonstop every day. I was learning something from those guys. <laughs> and that's, what's that's, what's awesome is, you know, I, I played, college ball down at CSU Pueblo and we've got our alumni weekend coming up. So I got to start getting loose again, <laughs> but it's that brotherhood that when you're with a team, the, the, the different characters that all make it work and it's, it's lifelong bonds that, that you create. Uh, and that's, that's something that's, that's cool that we get to see. And, and, you know, I actually pitched against Cargo, and he's zero for one on me. So let's go. He's an awesome, awesome guy. That that uh, he's one that Rockies fans miss a ton. But Vinny Castilla, like you said, just the knowledge. Because we were looking back at those 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 players, like he said, t- full of all stars, Gold Glove winners. Of you know, Justin Morneau is a former MVP, yeah. and just that that experience of of. Uh, playing i i went i played ball with mike jasperson that's a strange jaspy yeah (laughs) you know he'd be posting stuff playing fantasy football with the guys or golfing in spring training like man see that guy's just living it up with these dudes and i'm here with my brother doing a podcast so we're somewhat living the dream i love (laughs) what it's all about Uh, and i wanted to bring up some other of my my favorite memories for you and I mentioned it to you when we were setting this up that my memories of you is not so much the, the inside the park home runs, but it was just all the catches that you would be making in the outfield. Cause it seemed like every time you were out there, 
in some way or another, you're making just an incredible flying out of nowhere, making a diving catch. Oh, uh, I saw a clip of you in San Diego, leave robbing a home run, kind of <laughs> John at the fans. Oh yeah. That was a fun one. That, that one was a good one. Now I'll give you a little backstory on that one. That, um, so before that inning, I was warming up, tossing with, uh, Chuck and said, or no, I think I was tossing with the, uh, the, little ball the bat boy on the side ball boy whatever you want to call him and uh i just hear this fan like chirping at me man and right before like the the batter i think it was uh renee rivera had come up and um this fan just kept jawing me like renee's gonna hit a homer right here he's gonna hit a homer and i looked at him i said i'm gonna rob it right now <laughs> and dude I mean, two pitches later, bam, he hits it. I jump up, I grab it, and then I, like, beat on my chest, and I just look at him. I said, I told you. I told you. <laughs> so I, just, I mean, I like to have fun with the fans. Like, as much as they like to have fun with us and chirp at us, like, I, I was free game. Like, I didn't care if you chirped at me, but I'm going to chirp back and have fun with you. Mm-hmm. And I remember, because it was just, like, through a researching and looking up clips, that one stuck out to me. I'm like, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> that one was fun. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Or this other one, you know, at Coors Field. And shout out to our buddy Mac Wilcox over at PurpleRoad.com. He wrote an article about you called "My Guy Brandon Barnes." Mac's a good guy. Loved your career. You're one. Of, you're one of his dudes. And it was when you flew out of nowhere at Coors Field and stole a double from Matt Carpenter. Oh yeah, against the against the Cardinals. Just the this is the catch that sticks out in my mind. It's just this Superman catch. <laughs> and I want to take us through that mindset of, of you no know, tracking down a ball, choosing when to you no know, go for that kind of play. Yeah. That was honestly, man, like you can work as hard as you want and, and routes and all this, but I just had this knack of being able to go get the ball. And it, for me, it stemmed from football. You know, I was a wide receiver and a safety. So, and they threw it up. I went to go get it. And uh, I remember transitioning into baseball again in college. And the outfield coach told me, he's like, you played wide receiver, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, the quarterback leads you to the ball, correct? And I was like, yeah. He says, it's the same thing. The ball's leading you to the catch. So go get it and don't stop until you make the catch. And so it was almost just like an instinct thing that I knew that I could make the catch. I just had to go for it. And, and the more you go for it, the more you learn how far you can jump, how high you can jump. Um, if you can even dive at all, right? Like sometimes you just got to pull up. Um, but yeah, I, re- I remember that catch like it was yesterday. It's uh, it's probably one of my more favorite ones as well. Um, I think I'd struck out three times that game. And uh, I think we were, we were down big time that game. But I was like, these are still my pitcher stats. Like my guy's out there grinding and I got to save the day if I have to. So I never let uh, let up on the gas. That was a big thing. Like whether I was zero for four with four strikeouts or four for four with four homers, like I was, I was going out there and there's the gas pedal was on full throttle at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, like we were been talking about throughout this, it showed. It showed on the <laughs> field, and that brings energy because those were you no know, still difficult years for the Rockies. Record wise, things just didn't pan out. Yeah, the way you no know, well hoped, but. You always brought that energy. You like you and guys like Cargo or Para brought that energy to a club, which you know it doesn't make the win- losing go down better, but it, it makes it more endurable because you can keep pushing forward and getting better. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, we go out there because we love the game. And uh, if you go out there with a mopey attitude, you might not truly love the game. You know, not, mm-hmm. not every big leaguer loves the game like some of us. Um, you know, I, I absolutely loved playing the game, you know, coaching and, and the other things like not necessarily, but I, I loved, thoroughly loved the competition of the game and that back and forth battle, um, how long it took to, to play a game. Like, I love the four and a half hour games. I love the double header. <laughs> Let's play three today. Like, I don't care. Uh, so it was, it was just, it was fun, man. And I enjoyed it. Like, you couldn't let up. Mm-hmm. I feel like I almost was dependent on to bring the energy at some points, but I was bringing it no matter what. So, you know, when I see guys down, whether we lost seven in a row or we won five in a row, um, it was going to be the same me every single day. And you better be up because I'm going to be in your face. <laughs> yeah. And teams need that. There's always room for that kind of guy in a clubhouse. And we're glad that you were able to be one of those guys. Uh, before we wrap up here, we'll keep you a little bit longer. Uh, and I'm sure Dustin maybe has a question or two still to go. But something that I, I wanted to ask that I've been wondering about is, you know, if you you were able to be there at Coors Field, watch the Rockies, your impressions of some of those young outfielders and like Nolan Jones yeah. and, and Brenton Doyle roaming the outfield and, and kind of your impressions of them and, and this Rockies team moving forward. Yeah, man. Um, I'll start with Brenton Doyle. Um, he's going to be a stupid outfielder, like ridiculous. He's the way he goes and gets the ball. Um, I mean, I, I'd like to say I was pretty good, but he's way better. Um, he has a chance to be a centerpiece of that team. Uh, once he starts to figure out the bat a little bit, um, just watching, you know, I wasn't the best hitter, but watching and being around the guys that I've been around, um, you know, as he progresses, the looser he'll get, the more confident he gets, um, you know, there might be some swing changes that happen this off season, but his, his potentials through the roof. Um, and then my guy, Nolan Jones, man. Um, when I was over in Cleveland, he was a young kid in Double A, I think, and he was one of the the younger guys that, you know, I think I was 34 at the time, and he came up to me, and just wanted to talk baseball, wanted to to learn and, and pick my brain because I'd been in it for so long, and that uh, we we bonded and we had a good relationship. And I mean, I remember the moment he came over to Colorado, I was like, dude, you're gonna love it. Like I texted him, I was like, you're gonna freaking love it over there. It's probably the best place for you. Uh, because they're, they're going to see his potential, the upside of playing at Coors Field and then making the transition from being a third baseman to to an outfielder. I mean, what do you have, 19 outfield assists this year and broke the the Rockies' record? Mm-hmm. Um, that's ridiculous. Like, nobody transitions from third base to the outfield and goes and throws 19 <laughs> outfield assists, let alone has that many chances to throw that many guys out. And maybe it was they were trying to expose him because they knew he, he was a third baseman and not an outfielder, but – I mean, he proved them all wrong. I think he's got some work to do in the outfield, but he's an athlete, man. He's he's still long and lanky. He's young. Um, his body hasn't truly filled out yet. He's he's faster than what he looks like. Mm-hmm. He almost kind of reminds me of the way uh, Chuck Nasty runs, like super. Mm-hmm. Doesn't they look like they're almost running slow, but their just strides are insane. Um, and Nolan's upside is is I mean. But he, he won uh, NL player of the uh, rookie of the month this mm-hmm. last month and ended a 2020 season, right? 20 homers, 20 yep. solid days. Like, dude, 
kids never really had a chance in the big leagues and he just went 2020. <laughs> so that's my guy. He's going to be there for a long time. I believe it. I think if he just has fun and, and continues to grow as a, as a, as a player and as a, as a person and just really embraces that Rocky culture and that Rocky um, mentality and, and the city, like the, the sky's the limit for that kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We're, I'm super excited about, about Nolan. It's, it's fun. He's a fun guy to watch, watch play okay. baseball, him and Brenton Doyle just roaming he, the outfield. He brings the energy too, man. Like I always told him, I said, you got to go out there and play like your hair's on fire, man. Like go get it every day. Cause you don't get this chance very often. And I remember um, I was there two weeks ago. I, I sat, uh, I was down in the field talking with him or whatever before the game and gave him a big hug. And I was like, Hey, just have fun, man. Enjoy it. And like, he was like, hell yeah. And I think he hit a homer that night. So <laughs> um, he's a good kid, man. He's a, he's a really good baseball player, but he's an even better person. Mm-hmm. But so, so, something I wanted to ask too, is this kind of a former player's, perspective um because the rockies are kind of in this they've always kind of been in a weird position as an organization just trying to figure things out but what would you say oh is one of their strengths moving forward and something that maybe you wish maybe had been different when you were playing for them or something that you observe of how they could improve and and get back to where they need to be yeah man it's tough right because uh you need pitching right like when I was there, we had all the, the stud guys in the infield, the outfield. Like, we had the team. It's just really hard to get pitchers to in free agency to want to come over. Um, and if you're going to go for a trade, like, you got to – if you're going to get a big guy, you got to dump your whole minor league system. The Rockies don't have that. Like, they can't give up prospects, right? Like, we're trying to build them from the ground up. Um, so, it, it's – I know where they're coming from. It's difficult to get free agents because nobody wants to pitch at Coors Field, and I get it. Like, it's tough. You know, uh, the numbers don't look the same. So going out of that and trying to get another contract, like it never looks good. I think they need to lean on their on their youth right now. You know, they've got some young guys that are are very talented and have a chance to be superstars. You know, you've got guys like Ryan McMahon that are already there. Um, you got Chuck Nasty coming back for another year, which will be really good for those young outfielders. And I um, I really like the shortstop. Um, I think he's he's going to be a big piece of that uh, that infield going forward. You know, Brendan Rodgers, I think he has a chance to be a stud. Um, I just don't know if he's truly figured it out yet. Um, but he's got potential and he's got upside. I think the biggest thing is, is finding those pieces on the mound, right? Uh-huh. Having to develop – studs from the minor leagues from the draft all the way up uh, i know that we they got a couple good pitchers in the last couple drafts but it's tough because you don't know how guys are going to respond to pro ball you don't know how they're going to respond to the schedule how their arms going to pan out after college like you know these guys throw tons of innings in college now like it's it's insane so yeah i, I would say they're gonna have to lean on the youth and and try to stick with those guys and, and let them grow. And it's, it's going to be like a, a three to five year plan. I think if you do it right and you go get the the right guys to, to fit with those young, young core um, and go find that pitching any way you can. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we're, hopefully they figure it out. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> and that's, that's always the thing with the Rockies, right? Like, you know, we've had studs, we've had the guys, just never pans out um and and i get it it's disappointing for the fans in the city 
Um, but it's coming. I, I feel it like there's got to be a pivot at some point. Um, and, and I'm good friends with Dick Monfort. And I think he wants winners. Um, you know, he, he wants to be in a winning organization. He wants to build that. It's just tough because, you know, he can open the, the, the checkbook, right? Mm-hmm. But how are you going to overpay a guy by a hundred million just to come to Coors Field? Like that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, he's in a sticky situation, you know, he's, he's got the city on his back and people always hounding him. But at the same time, like it's the guys on the field that have to get the job done at the end of the day. Right? Mm-hmm. We're all big leaguers. We're all there for a reason. Um, so it's, it's figuring it out on the field first. And then, you know, if that doesn't work, then everybody straight goes straight to Dick. Right. So the accountability falls on the players for me always has always will. Um, the front office tries to put the best team together as they can. And then it's up to the players to go do their job. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> I totally agree with that. But as we wrap up, Brandon, what has life been like post baseball career? We know uh, we were with Cleveland and then uh, made a stint over overseas yep. in Korea. What, what is life like now that uh, your post baseball major league baseball career man up to it's more chaotic i'll tell you that it's more busy (laughs) um you know i i i'm in the real estate game out here in uh boise idaho we we moved two and a half years ago um out of california we moved out here to give our our kids a a smaller simpler chiller life um where they get uh, all four seasons and uh got into real estate been you know it's been different, you know, but it's still competitive and I still got to fight and grind every day, which I absolutely love. Um, I got to compete against other real estate agents and finding houses for clients, which is really awesome. You know, I've, I've teamed up with uh, a new startup, which, you know, has been all over Coors Field for the last month about uh, teen driving. It's called How's My Teen Driver. Um, you can go to howsmyteendriver.com, check it out. Unbelievable product for teen drivers. The, it's the number one killer of teens is is car crashes so we're, we're trying to curb that by about a thousand a year um, with our product we've got another app coming out um probably in the next three to six months that's going to change the way athletes can brand themselves through social media um so we're excited about that one and then it's just family man it's it's being able to spend every day with my kids you know i was gone for months at a time being able to come home and have dinner with my wife and my kids like it's a blessing uh-huh. uh, it's a chill and hang out and talk to my wife instead of over the phone I'm, i hate the phone man it's a uh, it's one of those things where i just never like talking on it um, i'd rather be face to face with someone and having that intentional time so it's it's been a blessing it's been chaotic it's been crazy we've been all over the place um but i'm absolutely loving it um I tell you this straight up. I haven't watched a entire baseball game since I retired. There you go. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. It's been cool for us to, you know, kind of looking up and, and seeing what you've been up to. And like we said, and like we've been talking about, you no know, baseball is just that portion of your life, but it's not who you are. Yeah. And it's cool to see that, that you know, you're getting that time now. Know, to to spend time with your family and do these you no know, other things in life, you know, which is really cool to see. 
Absolutely, man. I get to watch my kids play sports now, which is which is so fun. Is it infinitely more stressful than stepping into a big league box? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so my oldest plays volleyball, and I just sit there quiet and just try to like pump her up. I try not to get too crazy like I did on the baseball field because <laughs> I don't want all the other parents like, who is this guy? Like, why does he have so much energy out here? Um, and then my my middle daughter, um, she's an insane dancer. Um, so she does a solo every year at these big competitions. And me and my wife don't sit next to each other during her solo. Like my wife sits dead center and just like watches. And I'm off into the corner, like hiding because I have so much anxiety for her. <laughs> um, so it's crazy. Yeah, it's there's way more pressure watching my kids and that anxiety because I just want them to succeed and have um, the confidence to go out there every time and, and do their best. So. Yeah, man, I just sit there in the corner and like, oh, oh, come on, you got it. Like, just freaking out myself. I don't want her to see me freaking out. Yeah, Dustin, that's that's how Dustin is coaching soccer, watching my nephew play soccer or baseball. I love it, man. I go off to the side and don't want to – one, I can't stand other parents. Yeah. Stuff, and then my kid, I just want to, you know, be be off on there. Come on, you, you know, I, I – I twitch out over there on the side, just like you. <laughs> yeah, she she knows I'm over there. She knows that we, and my wife, like, we're both uber competitive. Like, she was a she was a high jumper in college. I I played sports my whole life. Like, we're super competitive, and when you put us both together, it doesn't mesh right. Like, we've got to separate, and I've got to have my anxiety. She has her stress, and we just root our kids on. Uh-huh. <laughs> the the joys of being a parent i'm not i'm not there yet but it's it's fun to fun to see hear these kinds of things um dustin you have any other questions to ask i think we're good we covered all the ones i'm always one of more like outside of baseball stuff um and and you hit it all yeah i love it man oh yeah and we appreciate you hopping on with us taking some time out of your data to hang out with us uh, and and talk about the Rockies because, well, as fans, we just see on TV, we, we see a play of the field, but it's it's cool when we get to know the people, know, know the guys behind the jerseys yeah, uh, and, and get to know you and see your personalities and your thought process that you're, you're still normal dudes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just normal, man. I'm just a, a kind of a laid back, chill guy that you put me on a baseball field and I'm a psycho. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like, in my real life, that's not how I am. Um, you know, I have energy every single day. Like I'm up at five 30, I'm out to the gym. Like I'm ready to go every day, but I don't have that psycho crazy energy mentality anymore. It's, it's nice to just kind of like sit back and chill. Yeah. You're not having to stay up late watching video of the other real estate agents. Uh, you know, there, there's some that I, I like their swagger, um, <laughs> the way they go about their business. So I'll, I'll watch them on YouTube here and there and get some <laughs> tips. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to constantly learn and evolve as a, as an agent, right? Like it took me seven and a half years at the big leagues. It's going to take me that much time to like solidify my career and become the agent I want to become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes back to that mentality. I mean, that's that common thread we've touched on. You've got that you know, intense mentality of strong work ethic, which is what endured you in Colorado, what yeah. we enjoyed having you. 
Yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciated every fan that came out and supported, even the ones that like thought I was terrible, man. It, it <laughs> lit a fuel uh, fire under my butt every single day. And I appreciate you guys, you know, getting on top of me and, and not liking where I was because I didn't like where I was half the time, right? Like I wanted to succeed as a as a Rocky and, and be a starter, right? But for the ones that did like have my back and, and constantly like showed me love, like that's, that was love, man. And I, I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a, we won't keep you any longer here, Brandon, but we appreciate you to taking the time to hop on with us and talk about you. And we know, you know the fans appreciate your time in Colorado. Uh, we appreciate you know all that you're doing now and can wish you the best of luck with everything going forward. Absolutely, man. I, I appreciate it, guys. Awesome. And that'll do it here. We've been joined by Brandon Barnes, who was with the Rockies for three years, number one there on his jersey. Awesome times. And we appreciate it. We'll see you next time here on Affected by Alt or not Affected by Alt. That's the other podcast. This is every Rocky <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm Skyler, and that's Dustin. And we'll see you next time here on the podcast. <laughs>